Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 29. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am stoked to have you join me. This show was recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friends, we are wrapping up and putting a nice little bow on top of all the ways that you can train. We're going to check out how it can all be put together and break a few misconceptions around training along the way. See, we've spent a bunch of time over the past weeks exploring all the different ways you can train. We've looked at mass training. We've looked at strength training. We've looked at cardio endurance training. We've looked at mobility training. Now, these are not all the ways that you can train, but generally most styles of training are going to fall somewhere within those categories. Now, the thing is, they are not necessarily separate within their application, meaning that you don't have to just do one particular style of training. Now, understanding that you can combine these ways to train can create a really well-rounded approach to movement, and that is so important. So if you treat each of these ways of training as though they were in a bubble, there's a good chance that you're going to miss out on allowing your body to get the most out of movement because our bodies can move in so many different ways and our bodies love variety. Often what happens in training is that if we don't get a lot of variety, we have what happens is called a plateau where we stop making progress and things stop happening because our bodies adapt and they're very smart and very good at that and they adapt and they get used to moving in certain ways. So variety is so important. And by doing various different styles of training all at the same time, not at the same time, but <laughs> within, within your program, having a variety of different ways that you move, it's really great for helping your body to stay active, stay moving without hitting those plateaus so easily. But plateaus aren't bad. If you do come across one, they are a very standard part of training and it's a good sign because it means you've progressed to a point where your body has become accustomed to doing certain things. Hooray! (laughs) Now, ignoring certain ways that you can train leads to imbalances in your body and we don't want that. Now, I know that there are certain styles of training that some people might avoid for whatever personal reasons. It might be that they find it uncomfortable, that they think it's not really for them, or maybe there's an understanding around what they think outcomes are going to happen from training that may not necessarily be accurate. Now, I know one of the biggest ones that people avoid is cardio endurance training. And I get this. It's uncomfortable, but it is so plopping good for your heart. Now, there are many fluff burgers out there who preach things like you can't gain mass and train cardio, that if you're training cardio, you're not going to grow muscles, or that you can't strength train and practice mobility because mobility exercises make you, quote, your fingers weaker. I mean, there's evidence that stretching can cause some instability in your joints prior to training. So just don't stretch right before training not don't do that at all (laughs) it's really there's some really easy ways around these things in some circumstances like that just don't do the stretching in the way that you would in a whole say mobility session or like a yoga session don't do yoga before strength training (laughs) might not be the best outcome for you 
Now, I swear to Glob, it is impossible to begin training in whatever way without finding some big old piece of rice out there who's saying why it's bad to do it. And I've found whole blogs dedicated to talking about like how stretching doesn't do anything for your body. And I seriously almost strained an eyeball. I eye rolled that hard. <laughs> there are people out there who are going to have a contrary view on everything that is possible in ways to train. And that's okay. Finding the ways that work for you, finding the things that interest you, that is what most important. Because what this all comes down to is what you want to achieve, what you enjoy doing, and what you are able to do for whatever other reasons. So feel good about trying out all the different ways that you can train. We've gone over those five main kind of areas of training. Explore them all. You're never going to know whether or not you like them until you do. And even if you don't like them, at the start, it doesn't mean that in the future you won't change your mind. So I'm going to use myself as an example here because that was me and cardio endurance training. I avoided it. I was like, no, thank you. I don't want to train cardio. I want to train strength. That's all I care about. And I avoided it so much and I only wanted to focus on strength training. And it took massive steps for me to make myself begin practicing cardio. I was like, if I'm avoiding it that much, I seriously need to be doing it. Like I gave myself an intervention. I was like, but Bowie, let's have a sit down here. <laughs> so... I started gradually introducing it to my training. I started with 10 minutes at a time. I'd be like, I, I can manage 10 minutes. I would sit on my rowing machine. I bought a rowing machine. So, that <laughs> so then I had to do cardio because I'm like, well, I've bought that now. I can't just have it sit there. So I would do 10 minutes. That is it. One 10 minutes. I was like, okay, this is not so bad. I didn't try and smash myself. I sat at a real chill pace and I just rowed. And I was like, okay, this is all right. I can get into a groove here. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And gradually, I've built that up and built that up. And after about two years, I'm now doing happily like 40-minute cardio sessions. And I love cardio training. Sometimes I even find the opposite thing starts to happen where I will want to choose cardio over doing a weight session. And I'm like, who am I even anymore? <laughs> but it's the, my point is, don't scrap away of training completely. Sometimes you just just might want to leave it for a bit and come back to it later because you don't know how you are going to change or what your wants are going to change or anything like that. So never eliminate anything unless of course there's like medical conditions and stuff like that. Then definitely eliminate the stuff that has been medically advised to eliminate. Listen to your specialists. <laughs> so what I am a big fan of practicing is a variety of different training styles. So in any given week, it could be a mixture of cardio, strength days, and mobility days. And this is why a way that I practice training myself. And it's also the way that I apply training to all of my crew. There's always mobility and joint movements within their training sessions. There's always a little bit of body weight or strength stuff where you're just moving, getting your muscles working. And the reason that I found it so beneficial for myself is because ultimately my goal with training was to keep my body moving and as pain-free as possible for my whole life. And this is why I have this variety. And this is a way I've found to introduce movement to people who maybe haven't been so active in a while or have trained and just want to try something different. So keeping it nice and well-rounded, really balanced, helps our bodies to adjust to movement and be able to move nicer before we start stacking any of that harder ways of training on top of that. And that's really important. Now, 
having this well-rounded training where I have low intensity, medium and higher intensity days, like I rarely do sessions where it's all out and maximum effort. Two reasons. One, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't think it's fun. And two, I'm not training to be an elite athlete requiring peak physical performance. I don't need to train like that. So I don't. Now, that never used to be my focus. Once upon a time, back in the misty days of the past, I wanted to have big muscles and super strength and my training reflected that. So it's changed over time as my outcomes and goals that I want from training have changed as well. Now, whatever you want to do, it's never set in stone. So feel good about allowing yourself to have your activities evolve as you learn more about your body, what you want and what you need from getting moving. So when it comes to training, there are a few different ways that you can combine training exercises. So let's give a few kind of groupings of some good combinations when it comes to training. You can do mass training coupled with some strength training coupled with some cardio. I'm going to add cardio into pretty much everything you will find. (laughs) And cardio doesn't have to be high intensity. Steady state cardio, low pace, just continual for like between 20 or 30 minutes. Perfect. Keep it chill. It's not about smashing yourself. It's not about high intensity stuff. Though sometimes that does have a place, but depending on the outcomes you want from training. You can do strength training. You can do mobility training and cardio, which is my preferred practice with training. It's a combination I found work really well for my body. Now everyone's body is going to be different, so find what works for you and feel good about that. You could do mass gain training, mobility. I'd strongly recommend those paired together (laughs) because the bigger your muscles get, the less mobile your body gets. You could just do cardio. Some people like to just do cardio. I don't always recommend just doing cardio because there are strength components that really need to be developed through that. So I would recommend pairing cardio with some strength training. But as you can see, it can be really diverse. And often when training is looked at, it's never looked at in this combined sort of way. It's always just as an individual thing, like I lift weights. It's like, that's great. You lift weights, like fantastic for you. But why are you lifting weights? What are you lifting weights for? You you want to gain mass, you want to bulk up, you want to get stronger. There's different types of strength as well. You've got strength endurance with strength that just lasts and lasts and lasts. Or you've got power. Strength is just like these explosive movements, but they are really short in duration and they're not going to last you. So training gets really involved and it's really important to be mindful that developing our bodies in one particular way is not necessarily going to be beneficial. Those asymmetries that I talked about earlier become really prevalent when we just focus in one particular area of training, like gaining mass. Because if you gain mass and you don't do anything else, you're going to lose mobility. You're going to lose out on cardio capacity as well. Not a great combination. It's like having, a, you imagine your body is a semi-trailer, but Your heart, which is the engine of your body, is like a a VW. (laughs) You don't want to have a big truck with a little engine. And that's our hearts. Our hearts are the engines of our body. So we want to make sure that that if we are gaining mass, then we are having an engine that drives that. Because our heart is required to pump blood around our body. And when we've got big muscles, they need oxygen to survive. And if our heart isn't pumping oxygen as efficiently as it could, we're going to start to struggle big time. And long term, that's not going to be great for us. 
I don't know if you follow much in the way of like bodybuilding or strongman competitions and stuff like that, but the amount of people who have won those strongman comps and ended up dying of heart attacks in like their mid 40s or 50s, yeah, cardio is important, friends. <laughs> you can't just develop like mass and strength because long term it's not necessarily going to be the best for you. There really needs to be more diversity there with that. And that goes for all different things. It goes for strength as well because you can't just develop strength. Again, you need that functional side of things. You need to be able to move your bodies in different ways. Now, I acknowledge that all of our bodies are designed differently so that it may be that you move a little bit uniquely and there's certain things you can do and certain things you can't do. But you can find those things you can do and there could be a variety of those and work on that. So we're only limited by what we're willing to try out. And I know sometimes it's scary but exploring all the ways that you can train, all the combinations that you can train can actually be really fun. And it's a really great way of finding out things about yourself and learning what you can do that helps you feel challenged, feel like you're actually doing something that feels a bit good for you and just have fun. Training has to be fun. So even though it can be quite complex and there's all these different ways of training and all these different outcomes, don't let that scare you away from it being fun or being lighthearted. It doesn't have to be serious. And I know some people take training very seriously. I used to take training very seriously. <laughs> but it didn't make me happy taking training so seriously, not allowing training to be fun, having to be very strict with myself on how I moved. And that reflected on how I trained other people. Now, while it's important to be mindful of form and how we move when we train, always important. That is one point that you just really need to be serious on because that's where we get injured if we're not careful. So it's great to be really strict on form and making sure that we're moving our body safely. That doesn't mean a session can't be fun at the same time. That's really important that we find that balance between moving in all the ways that we're able to that are beneficial for us, but all the ways that help us feel like we're having fun, that we're enjoying ourselves, and that it's just uh, just an exhilarating experience. Now, as I said earlier, what you want to achieve when it comes to training is going to play a big part in how you begin adding movement to your life. Now, take your time to figure out what you want to achieve, because once you know this, you can think about how you want to make that happen. So it's really important find those kind of deep down goals that you really want to have fulfilled from adding movement to your life. So you might want to start with just one training style as well. Like you don't have to go out and be like, I need this hugely, hugely diverse program for all these different things. It can feel overwhelming and it can feel complicated. You don't have to do that. You can start with just one style of training and it is really the most common way that things happen. And to be honest, even if you did join up with a coach, like this doesn't guarantee that they have the abilities to provide you with programs that include all the ways that you want to train. See, trainers' own personal bias is going to influence what they teach you. So just be mindful of that. Like this includes me. Well, I, I believe that moving in as many ways as you can and in the ways that feel good for you are beneficial and that kettlebells are the best training tool to ever be. <laughs> there are other trainers out there who would swear against all of this because of their own views and beliefs around movement. 
So it's really important that you find someone, if you're going to work with them, who has similar views around movement to you because you don't want to end up training with someone who says that, you know, you don't need to do cardio. I mean, I mean, even if you don't want to do cardio, if someone's telling you you don't need to do cardio, I would be worried because we really do have to do some things that elevate our heart rate, even just a little bit for our heart health. It is important. Now, if you do decide to work with a coach, have a look at who's around you. Like, Are there coaches in your area that you'd feel comfortable working with? I don't just mean from a affirming perspective either. I mean, do you trust their knowledge and experience? Because that is crucial. If you don't find someone close that you trust, that you have seen what they do and you feel good about that, you can always look remotely. And at the moment, there are more trainers going online. So you almost have your pick of anyone. Location is no longer in a limitation. So it can pay to do some Google questing for online coaches. Now, I'm going to be a little cheeky here <laughs> because I know I've shared with you that I work in the online space. So I'm going to link to our free trial in the show notes. If you've been wondering what online training could be like or you've wanted to try our stuff before, now could be your time, friend. Jump in. Give it a go. Link in the show notes. Now, most folks who do find a coach, uh, they will either end up joining uh, group training, which is almost always high-intensity interval training. Now, I did speak about that in one of our Training Explained episodes, and I will link to that in the show notes if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah, they will often find a PT at their local gym and start lifting weights, or they'll pop into a yoga studio or some sort of Pilates space or kind of mobility area, and they will do sessions there. Now, these training sessions are not mutually exclusive, though seeing that they are all so separate, it can get pretty expensive if you're trying to access all of these avenues at once. So you can also jump onto YouTube. Now, I know I've shared about this before. YouTube is not just a place for middle-aged, cishet, white supremacists to post pathetic videos. Mind blowing. <laughs> you can also find like a bazillion different tutorials and training programs there. Now, there are some great trainers of all different styles on YouTube, though there are equally as many not so great trainers on there as well. So use this platform at your own discretion. There are also bunches of training apps around that can help you in a variety of different ways and training styles. So going to your preferred app store and searching for apps or exploring Google first, also really good option. Now, what if for whatever reason you can't train? Maybe lack of funds to pay a coach. So if you lack funds to pay a coach, we have a whole bunch of follow-along training sessions up on our website at Fearless Movement Collective, where you can join me as I walk you through short body weight and low-intensity interval sessions. They all come with regressions, so these movements will suit almost all skills and abilities. We also run a bunch of live pay-as-you-feel stretch sessions with our stretch club, and they are a perfect way to begin moving. So if you've never done it before or prefer a slow introduction to training, stretch club might be for you, friends. It is also, again, I'm going to point out worth finding tutorials on YouTube or through training apps because they are going to help you out. Now let's recap. We've looked at combining a variety of ways that you can train to give you the best opportunity to move your body in all the ways you can. So as I broke down for you, I like to do a combination of 
cardio training, a bit of strength training and some mobility training because that helps me stay pain-free. I know I never thought that I would talk about training like that, and especially as I've gotten older. <laughs> but there are so many different ways that you can combine training that really help to give you everything that you need. We've looked at how you can get started by finding a coach in person or online or finding tutorials that you enjoy practicing along to. And we've looked at what you can do if you can't join a coach by looking at accessible online options for you. Now you can find all of these details in the show notes. If you want to find out more about us or get in touch with us, you can go to our website at www.fearlessmovement.co. You can find us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective. You can find us on Instagram, which is where we are most active, at non-gendered fitness, non-gendered underscore fitness, Fearless Movement Collective at fearless underscore movement underscore co, or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Until next week, friends, remember, moving your body isn't about being perfect at it. There's not just one way to do movement. Though there are ways that you can do movement that feel good and right for you and that you enjoy doing. So find those. Training is not a punishment. Training doesn't have to feel hard to be good for you. Training is about doing the things that help you feel better about you. Let's have a ride as day pals.